on Clubhouse. Win, 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 win. Yeah. Fuck everything else. Win, win, win. Hey, everybody. This is Aisha. And this is Ashley. We are back for the last two episodes of Netflix's Ooh. hashtag Black AF. Episode yes. seven and eight, the last two. Can you believe it? Right. I can't. It's amazing. I guess these two episodes are a pretty fun way to end it. The vacation episodes. <laughs> It left me wanting so much more. I just felt like eight was not enough. Yeah, but I think it's a good sign for the future. Yeah, exactly. I really hope that this is not the end, that we have something else, a season two. I just felt like we just needed some more. So episode seven, I am super excited to kind of get into it, unpack mm -hmm. the whole vacation scene as the Barris family decides they're going to fly off into the sunset and right, go on vacation right. together. Did you think that they would ever come up with, actually agree on a place to go at the fr from the beginning? I was like, this is gonna be I did. Terrible. I thought it was, I thought I loved the deliberation process though. I actually was enjoying the moment with the family and picking sides and finding the right allies for which place and which location. I was also really taken with their, the way they discuss the locations and the fact that they have the privilege of choosing where to go. First of all, all the different stereotypes like associated with each location. <laughs> I found that funny. <laughs> they got that much money that they could just right. be like, well, what about Puerto Rico? <laughs> Bali? I mean, they could be anything. What was the place they were like, this is the Orlando of the, oh, the Bahamas. The Bahamas. That's the Orlando <laughs> of the Caribbean. I was like, oh. I was like, wow. So, to me, Orlando is fancy, you know. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take, normal people will take Orlando, okay? Right. In, a, in yeah. a hot minute. Seriously. And then they had to like go and just make sure that the kids were on board and try to get them on their respective sides, decided that they were going to go to Fiji. It, it kind of all clicked. Mm -hmm. That whole scene is when they get into Fiji, I just have to say the resort, I tried to look up online and if our listeners know, like let us know which, if they recognize the resort, but that resort has been on several, several shows. Is that right? I did look it up and it is, it was filmed in Fiji. They couldn't replicate that anywhere else. So that was Fiji. And I did notice that that resort. Yeah, I was actually wondering whether they filmed it in Fiji. I'm glad you checked that out. My only point of reference was my honeymoon. We went to Hard Rock Resort in Punta Cana, which is the DR that they talked ooh, about. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so Dominican that was my Republic. only real. Dominicana. I want to go, even though they were hating on <laughs> what's been happening in the DR lately. And she was like, do you love your life? I mean, <laughs> Joya goes, you know, I don't want to die of natural causes. And I, I cracked up the whole time. I'm like, man, to be honest. <laughs> I love how they use the stuff that's like relevant right now. My husband and I vacationed there prior to all of that happening. Oh, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. so you're all right. Well, obviously yeah, yeah. you're all right. You're right. right now. <laughs> Backing up, Mr. Kenya Barris decides he wants to, once again, be that hero in the family. He decides that they're not just going to fly commercial. They're not right. just going to fly first class commercial. They're going to get their own jet, their own private jet. The kids were unbothered. And did you think it was funny that he brought his own car? I thought that was very interesting. That <laughs> he rolled up in his own NS flexing, whatever he calls it, with the rest of the crew and all the uh, SUVs. That was pretty funny. You're Kenya Barris. You're going to do it, do it big. I feel like why not? That's the Taurus in me. You know, we like fancy things. I, I was like, this is beautiful. You're like, Absolutely. I'm not mad. I'm not mad right. at you. I'm not right. mad at you, Kenya. I'd do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, I would do right. it. 
You're like, no, I don't think I would do the private right. jet. I don't think I'll just fly commercial. No, no. Exactly. No, nah, gonna... nah, bro, I'm, I'm good with the private jet. We'll, We're we'll going go full there. diva mode. Full diva mode. For real. <laughs> but then, you know, he brings Danny, the assistant. He brings... Oh, um, Danny. Yes. <laughs> he brings all the kids. And they got... Um, and Marquise. Their, Marquise. Oh, Marquise got to come, which was hilarious. Peaches is, yeah, Joyous family. They, that's what they said, and I thought that was interesting because I was mm-hmm. like, he was like, well, that's your family or whatever <laughs> to watch. He's like, because he called her the help, which I was like, why are you calling her the help? He don't like peaches. He like, like right. Her. He didn't like peaches. So, yeah. That's how much wealth they have, obviously. And right. it's not that big of a deal to them mm-hmm. that they're on this private jet. They all just act like it's a normal thing. And they're the most interesting part of the whole trip to me was the flight attendant. And oh, yes. And her, her coming up and trying to talk to Joya about trying to figure out like <laughs> how who they are. They right. How, how do they how do they have so much wealth? Right. <laughs> like, who are y'all? How do, like your husband gets to wear tracksuits. And I mean, the tattoos like, tattoos. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's like, and I just love the fact that Joya was like, oh, I get off on this shit. Like, I love this game. Right. Of like, how do these black people have this much money? <laughs> And she right, was let's, just playing let's play it a little up. game. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. It was funny. It was one of those things where I was just like, I rolled my eyes like, oh, here we go. I'm sure. That, <laughs> you know. But they're so used to it. I'm she has to do it all the time. So it became it's right. become a game for them. They see this amazing resort. And I think that finally the family gets blown away. I think they finally right. are like, wow, thanks, mm-hmm. dad. Like you really paradise. You, know, you really. Yeah. Are. I'm just going to keep going back to that resort because one day I yeah. will actually be there. <laughs> I can I can feel it. I'm going to put it out there. I was saying the same thing to myself. And I also, I love the visual, like the colors and everything and in the show in general, actually, I haven't mentioned that yet, but I really like mm. just all of the different, I don't know, just textures and colors in the show. I think it's so vibrant. And this just really, I mean, leveled all of that up for me. This, this whole, them being on vacation right. and the island and the ambiance, the folks that are in the, in the town square or in the market where can you go shopping and all of the different floral patterns and, and different Hawaiian mm. shirts that he has mm-hmm. on. I just thought it was really cool. It was very, it was very on brand. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with you. The look of the show and the, the colors and everything that, especially that was brought out on the vacation, mm-hmm. like you just said, just it's striking. But it also, it says something too about the way that the show is done, you know, with the music, yes. mm-hmm. the transitions, the way that it's filmed, all of it is just very, just now, I think it appeals to younger people personally. I agree. I agree. And I also think what's interesting about this show and this, the style that it's filmed in just a sidebar I've I've also I've heard a lot of commentary about how similar it is to blackish but the difference for me mm-hmm. is that blackish is very much a sound stagey kind of show like you can tell it's filmed mm-hmm. on set mm-hmm. but this is so authentic I mean you can really put yourself there so I just find that to be even more True. appealing and attractive for the show on my research I only filmed in two different locations Hollywood Yep. And um, Fiji. That's it. So as we get into this, Drea starts getting into her own feelings, I think. And she moves. It's a very interesting change, like, for the show. Because for the last two episodes, I feel like she goes from this narrator, filmmaker stance to actually being back in the family and interacting and having her own feelings and issues that she's going through 
with Chloe. Right. And I started kind of feeling that a little bit more than we had the whole, you know, six episodes we had before. And we were starting to see a little bit more of Drea and her mm-hmm. feelings of inadequacy or always trying to like get closer with her older sister or mm-hmm. be closer with her older sister or just show her that she's not this stifled stick in the mud nerd. Right. It seemed like we got a little bit more of that, which I love. One thing about Drea, I really saw a lot of myself in Drea, a little bit of, I'm actually more like a cross between Chloe and Drea, but I really identified with that awkward black girl. Like, I want to be cool. I want to fit in, but I just don't <laughs> at a lot of intervals and a lot of <laughs> moments. There were a lot of great parts where she's like, you know, I have I have a scene, you know, like I have a, a style and, a, a you know, a group and a clique and all of these different things that she was trying to convey that, you know, even with the orange juice, like I knew that was orange juice, <laughs> the way she drank it, you know, I trying know, to fit yeah. in. And, and it's so, yeah. and it's like, you don't have to try so and hard. And it's her it's okay. sister. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> it wasn't even like somebody else. It was like her own sister. Mm-hmm. And she was just trying to like live up to this, like, right. You know, I, I can be crazy too, you know, right? Oh, no, not really. Your sister knows you. The other thing I think that's unique about Drea is she's very much, like you said, more comfortable. Well, we saw more of her on screen. And lately she's just kind of been more comfortable behind the scenes, like behind the camera. Behind the, yeah. So to really put mm-hmm. her out there, it, we get to see more of her personality. And I, I see her as a really... Like, I, th- I feel like she's the introvert in this situation. Chloe's more of the extrovert, which is perhaps why they clash in a lot of ways. That was interesting that they kept saying, I guess uh, Izzy had said on the plane that they they are always together. Like when they go on vacations, they get real, they're usually always fighting. But when they get on vacations, <laughs> they get real close. But this is the first mm-hmm. vacation that they had. She had to actually share Chloe with Marquise. And so I think that right. was, the, oh, you know, that yeah, was the, the problem right there. As that unfolded, we saw why. I can't move on until we talk about good old Marquise. Let's talk about Marquise. Marmar. <laughs> Marmar? Marmar. Marmar. <laughs> why do they, and uh, also, side note, why do they call Drea Parpar? Did you pick up on that a couple episodes ago? I didn't no. bring it up before. But just maybe, I, when you maybe, say Marmar, maybe think of Parpar. Can you maybe call that's her, her Parpar? And if our listeners know why, please tell us. They all, they all have so many nicknames. I still don't know if Pops is his real name. I don't know Pops' real name either. I think they all just have family nicknames. And I'm like, yeah. one day we'll find out if Pop, what's Pops' real name. Unless it really is Pops, and then <laughs> that would be interesting. I really felt like I got to know Marquise this this episode, or, the, you know, episode seven and eight. He's way more gentle than he comes across. And I like him for Chloe. I think they're cute. I really ship them. Do you really like Marquise, though? And do you think he I... really likes girls? Ah, uh, he might. I mean, maybe he swings both ways. I feel like that that also came through that he could be bisexual. Clearly, I think clearly this guy is is bi. Okay, he, all right, we're gonna go they with just clearly. made it. It made it. Okay, well, okay. To me, in my opinion, when he kept saying he, there were many times where he indicated that he was into males as well as females. right. Yeah, that's true. So I'm thinking that's for true. sure. I'm thinking for sure that he is bi-, bi, but it was it's it was worked in so cleverly. It was not even a big deal. But Chloe does seem like she's in denial. This show is super sex positive in the best possible way. I think it wasn't awkward. It wasn't clumsy. It was well done and it was tasteful. Or I think in terms of seeing his dial come out. <laughs> they get to this dinner, their first night in Fiji. And- 
boy, <laughs> it goes sideways real quick. Real fast. <laughs> real, real fast. The drunk toast was awesome. Then the whole popping off with peaches moment, like you're now you have a separate check because you said some mat, you said some craziness. Because <laughs> didn't she like <laughs> pop off about Barack Obama and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now we have an yeah, issue. Yeah, he's like, slow, slow your roll. Right. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And I, I, I like the character of Peaches. I kind of wish we saw more of her sooner. I feel like she was a funny character. Yeah, I thought that, yeah, they, they, she came up once and it was not very much. That was something. We got a little bit of her in this in this <laughs> dinner. Mm-hmm. Where I guess after he drones on and on and on and they're not even listening at some point, you know, they're all the kids <laughs> are kind of talking off and trying to decide what they're going to do what bonfire they're going to go to that night. The biggest part is that he finds out that the whole trip was basically coupled with Joya's book signing. And that just sets him off. Oh, I know. Did you feel like that was a misplace on her part? Or did you feel she was in the right for doing that? Or did you think that that was totally normal that she should be able to multitask and put both in the same trip. I think she should have been able to do that. I don't think, I mean, given that, you know, we find out in these episodes that Barris has done work on vacation slash made vacation happen while working. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought it was pretty appropriate. I don't know that she should have kept it from him up until that point, but I was interested to see the group of women that were gathered because there weren't to me many women of color in that in that gathering. I found that to be interesting. I don't know if mm. you noticed it, but there were a lot more lighter skin folks, <laughs> white folks. So I disagree. I feel that she did not, I feel that she should not never have mixed both really? the okay. book signing and the family family vacation together. I think that, that that was clearly, it was not the time nor place to do it. I feel that, that- would be me. If it was yeah, my yeah. situation, I would be like, no, you know, this is not this family time is family time. Work time is work time. Mm-hmm. Even if Kenya was doing it, she would know better than mm-hmm. how she felt when he would do that to her. Why would she do that to him? But that's how they are. She's petty. So, I mean, right. They go now, back and forth. So I guess that makes sense. Yes. Now, I will say I would not have done that. But in her case, <laughs> for her and her relationship with him, I didn't see it as a problem for either of them because I feel like that's the way their relationship is. Does that make sense? So I don't think I would have done that. I like to be on vacation. I don't think I would ever mix. I mean, as much as I work, (laughs) I would not want to do that. But yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. And I think on one hand, I can see why she did, but I don't think I would on a family vacation. Well, I guess I did notice that there were not a lot of women of color in the audience when she was doing her Mm -hmm. book signing. But then again, they had already tried the count the black people game when they got there and there wasn't any. <laughs> That's so true. That's true. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> we we already knew that, right? So I already figured right, that was the case. So right, I didn't even, right. I didn't register to be. And tell me you have not played that game. <laughs> oh, I have. Many, many a time. Too many times. Tell me you don't play that game daily. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I live in Kingwood. Turns out people... Turns out, people, we play that game every day. I play that game leaving my house, walking, you know, down the street. (laughs) This is real talk. Real, real talk. (laughs) Anyway, so I guess after after that fight, they they have a a major fight. So after she Mm -hmm. finds he finds out that that's what happens. It's the end of that episode. It was a continuation into our finale. 
episode eight starts right into it where he's, you know, trying to figure out, hey, you know, if you want to apologize, like, here's the time. And she's like, absolutely <laughs> not. She's sticking no. firm with the decision she made. He right. can basically go on with all with all that. Like, and so he's mm -hmm. just like, okay, well, then they decide they're just going to just stop talking to each other while on vacation, which is always always fun i'm sure oh it's terrible and sleeping in separate rooms <laughs> okay i can we just talk about this for one second we're both married oh right if right. your <laughs> spouse decided to get now we've i'm not gonna lie we've been on we've had some fights during vacation i understand how that can happen as a married couple yes there has not been one vacation that i would think that one of us would get a separate room Especially if, I mean, I guess if you have that much money, you just, I mean, first of all, financially, it's just probably not usually on the type of vacations we go to. One right. nice room is a nice room. That's enough. You right. know, you wouldn't exactly. be able to pay it's... for another room, even though he had like six rooms. But <laughs> to get another room, I, I almost fell out. I was like, this man did not go get another room. He and sure did. And spend the night there. And she was just chilling. She was chilling in that entire suite. All I could think of was I got to I gotta ask Aisha how she would handle this as, you know, <laughs> a, a woman who has been married for a certain number of years, who, who <laughs> whose peace and quiet is so sacred. <laughs> like, wow. would you, you know me you know, so well. <laughs> Because it's like, I mean, I can only imagine you've got, you've got more than one child, you know, your anniversary is coming up. <laughs> right. So, yes, I mean, yes. I, I was really, I was really wanting to know how you would have handled that situation. That's what I was thinking about when I saw that. <laughs> I literally, look, like I said, we never had that situation happen, but if it did go down that way, I would have been up in that bed. Like she was enjoying myself I, I for the whole like night. I <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, that's a baller move, and I would do right. the same. So, and be totally fine with it. Unbothered. Totally fine because you chose not to come. I bothered because I mean, I didn't lock the door. You still had the key. You didn't. You just cho chose not to come up in here. So mm -hmm. that's how it would have gone down. And, but and I and you have a raggedy. Quite... You have a raggedy ass room. <laughs> you have a raggedy ass room too. So there you have it. That, that's what I thought to room. myself. That's what you get. <laughs> That's, that's what you get. You got mosquitoes and bunk beds, and then you have to stay out there. That's what happens. But wait, how about the sidebar from the concierge who was like, we have plenty of space. We just don't like him. <laughs> He's given us a lot of trouble, so that's where he I ended up. <laughs> Clearly that hotel did not like money because they were stupid. Oh, they, they weren't pressed for money at all. Money. They were not pressed for money at all. Clear. And meanwhile, all this is happening. The kids are, the three younger kids are off on this. Nobody's watching, by the way. The only importance is for Danny to watch Chloe and Marquise. He did not give anybody right. else. Nobody else is watching. So all their nannies and all that stuff, that like, none of those people came on this vacation with them. But so nobody's even watching the younger kids. They're out gallivanting around this resort in a golf cart that they in stole. In a golf cart that they stole, <laughs> crashed, and burned. Burned. And completely set a fire. <laughs> Which I, oh my goodness. It's like goodness. the whole show. They've got nannies. They've got <laughs> housekeepers. They've got all these, these people. children are out the, setting out golf there. carts on fire. Yes. <laughs> they no blew up sense. a golf cart. So that right. to me was, that was some 
funny, funny stuff. Did you pick up on how Izzy was like low key mistaken for a worker? Does she realize it? Did she did she like know or did yes. she not realize it? Okay, okay. She re- well, once I gave her money. Well, yeah, okay. That that's probably when it when it happened when she got paid. Well, she, I thought that was funny though. She's so kinda... you know, Izzy is such a smart kid that mm-hmm. when she realized, oh uh, wait a minute, this is this could be a way right. that we can make some money here. This you know, could be very this is not lucrative. just a prank anymore. <laughs> now this is becoming some sort of like uh, money making yeah. scheme. So yeah, that was uh, mm-hmm. quite interesting that she. And then brought the brothers on and they were all like all for it, you know. Well, even Pops, yeah. you know, until until oh, he crashes Pops, it, but you know. He flipped the script. He it was it was what I consider the the moment that Pops made the decision to blow up that golf cart. <laughs> it was like in wrestling when you have the, the, the person who's con- considered a face is like the good guy. Oh, okay. And then they do it, they do it, they turn into a, my husband's into wrestling. So he taught me all this terminology, but there's a, there's a moment when like the good guy becomes the bad guy and everyone's like, Oh man, that's what happened to pops. Like it, he became a heel and it was like the most cool, like he's walking towards the screen, like, like Will Smith and bad boys. And yeah. it's like this huge fire behind him, like let it all burn. It was hilarious. I, I was cracking up the entire time. I love it. Look at you with great. the wrestling terminology. It's amazing. <laughs> not, I would not have ever made that analogy, but what, that, that's, it's perfect. That's what I associated it with. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. They do the book event and it just seems like it all kind of comes together find out that Joya really ultimately just wants to impress her husband. And all of this that she's doing is really to make him proud and to make Mm -hmm. everybody proud of her whole family, proud of her. We knew, you know, we always knew that she was trying to make sure they knew her worth and all that she was doing to be extra and to really make that obvious to them when she really doesn't have to do all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But at the end, he he's there and he watches from afar, tells her that he's proud of her, that she's a success, even though he's never read the book. Yeah, I know, even though he hasn't read it. And I, I kind of so I want to say that I think this was the best way to cap off this season of the show, them showing each other their vulnerability, like opening up to one another in that intimate moment, like, you're awesome. I love you. You know, even though they they really rag on each other and they had a really big fight, I think he did a great job of being a good husband to her in that moment. It was super sweet to see that. And especially towards the end of the episode, I thought it was cool. Finally was that sweet husband that she always, that she knows that's there, you know, the one that she fell in love with. Yeah. We just didn't really get to see Mm -hmm. that much this series because he was just (laughs) constantly making like digs and you know jokes about her and what she's doing and stuff so like i love to see that and it was it was a nice way Mm -hmm. i i was thinking to myself please do not let this whole show end with them being mad with each other or you know right or they just like stomping off or something like that where it's like on a cliffhanger and we don't know if they're right Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. it all worked out i know it kind of probably tied up a little bit nicely quickly pretty quickly but Mm In the end, I mean, they all, they say they all survive the the vacation and they end up loving each other and that families need to fight to get yeah. better, that you only stop worrying once the fighting stops. That's the whole thing, you know, that he always says. And it's true. There's no right or wrong way to have family, right? It's just what you mm-hmm. do on a normal basis to get through the day and 
and show that you love each other. Right. And what you're willing to fight for and, con and continue to fight for. Exactly. Exactly. One of the key factors, like you said. Well said. Yeah. I, I agree with that totally. So in the end, do you feel like hashtag Black AF is the series that you wanted it to be when you first started it? Or do you feel like it was more or less? You know, I went into the show with very few expectations mm. because I didn't know Kenya Barris yet. I really didn't know the man behind the camera. You know, I know a lot of his work, but to see him on screen and in this particular role, really acting out a lot of uh, themes and ideas that are similar to his own life. I really did enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it because I didn't know what to expect. But overall, I mean, I really enjoyed the show. I mean, honestly, I was talking to a friend about this. I usually don't watch a lot of sitcoms. I'm really into a lot of more cerebral, like, to be really honest, I really love British shows and, and film. So this was a little bit of a departure from my normal, but I did really enjoy it. And I loved unpacking a lot of the different themes, especially around blackness and white gaze and whiteness, etc. And and it just brought up brought up a lot of really cool conversations between myself, you and, and folks that are watching the show. When I first started the show, very, very little expectations. I didn't want to compare it to what he's done before. I didn't want to compare it to Blackish. Right. I didn't want to, mm -hmm. even though it was said that it could be kind of similar. And then I thought, you know what, I don't want to even I don't want to have any of those expectations. So when I came in, I was pleasantly mm -hmm. surprised. But what mm -hmm. I am the most surprise about is the conversation that people are having about it. So the show's only been out for, has it been a week now for us that we've been maybe a little bit more than a week, two weeks, possibly. Yeah, about two weeks. Um, two weeks. And, you know, as far as Netflix is usually whenever shows come out, it's sometimes people are slow to, to adopt new series and things like that. But I'm starting, you're starting to really pick up it's this show is picking up steam right now the right. conversations that are being had about the characters about how many times people are watching it like you said those deep themes colorism the racial themes that we witnessed and talked about all of the things that we kind of unpacked while we talked about the whole series i'm really glad that it gave us an opportunity to really dig into some things that more serious conversations are, are just more or di more difficult and tricky and this gave us a more lighthearted entry point into some more serious dialogue so i really like that this show was sort of a vehicle for that i hope that that it's not just a black audience i hope that mm -hmm. it's for everybody i hope everybody watches this and has their own discussion white mm -hmm. audiences black audiences all audiences just watch the yeah. show and if you and you and if you're talking about it and you're wanting to learn more about it learn you know get into it like you said right. it's a light way to get into some of those uh, discussions and i'm interested to, to see where where it leads what's going to happen next will we get a see a season 2 will i hope so i really you know so. what will it be <laughs> since this was her way into okay so this whole season was her way to apply for film school or will we see Ooh, whether she got accepted. Well, can you use the same premise and continue on mm -hmm. and just call it his own show like they predict? You know, I wonder if that would be the way right. that they do the second Oh, I second know. Season. Izzy's prediction. Yeah, I think that they were like kind of <laughs> laying it out there like, you know, he's going to just take your idea, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm wondering if that's, that's what was I'm thinking is maybe season two will be that. It'll be the same type of uh, format, but he just basically takes over 
somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Some way, I somehow he, he takes over. I know. And tries to be the hero <laughs> and does another season. So that's my prediction. Typical. That's my prediction. Right. If it's wrong, Tip- then it's wrong. But hey, that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm interested to see how it develops. And I'm looking forward to season two. I feel like we're going to get one. I think season one ended on such a a high note and but it also left so much open-ended that we could end up with a pretty strong season two i totally agree i'm really really sad that this is it for us on this show i know there will be more to come (laughs) with ashley and aisha for sure but i am excited and thrilled that we got to talk to you guys about this series check it out i know for the if you're if you've not watch the show and you've listened to us hey you're pretty cool already but you should watch it i'm sure the people who have watched who are listening have probably already watched the show we're just so thrilled to have you guys listen we thank you so much for joining us for hashtag black af on netflix we look forward to talking to you guys in the future thank you so much this is aisha and this is ashley thanks thank you for listening this has been an original pod clubhouse production Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you.